Hi everyone, thank you so much for coming to this live recording of Control-Alt-Delete. This is my excuse to come to Brighton, basically, this whole thing was yeah, created yeah. so I could just, you know, be in Brighton for a bit. So, welcome Anna. Thanks for having me. I think you all know who Anna is, but just a quick intro. I've wanted to get you on Control-Alt-Delete for ages, so, you know, we're doing it live in your hometown. Thank you so much. There's it was no just a quick else. little walk. 20 minutes and I, down the road. I love that you got to do that. So I've been, I've been following you online for many a year. And this podcast is all about the internet, creativity, careers, technology, unconventional jobs. You're mm-hmm. the perfect person to oh, talk to. So. I'm, I'm such a fan of the podcast that I was like, oh my God. Well, when guys, I go on my like Acast app, it's going to be me. <laughs> so Anna's book, let's just, just do a quick plug. Oh, you thank know, you. You've got to sell these, these books. And I'm the same. Mine's on Amazon too, if you're interested. Paperback coming soon. <laughs> Paperback coming soon. Pre-order. Anne Edited Life is your book baby. And you are the queen of editing one's life and minimizing one's crap in the house and online. And I called you the millennial Marie Kondo, but people have called you that, haven't they? No, you were the first <gasps> one. And I was like, oh my word. I think that's I'm very a pretty flattered. good label. Oh, I was very flattered. So talking of the fact that you do listen to the podcast, you mentioned the podcast in the back of the book. I do. only just realized. Yes. So yeah, you're you. part of my little like, oh, if you want someone cool to listen to online, have a listen to Charlotte Delete. Thank you. And just lastly, in my intro bit, um, thank you so much to Ollie and Sam and everyone here at the Comedia and Brighton's very first podcast festival. I think that's really exciting. I honestly, I was, I was very honoured. Yeah, well, it's the first one, guys. You're here and, you know, special. So um, to start off on the Brighton theme. Yes. So your book is very much about streamlining stuff. And I don't know about you guys, but I feel really overwhelmed by life most days. Like just, just stuff everywhere. I feel like I'm gathering all these things to make myself feel better. But actually, we all know that being minimal is chic and also better for you. <laughs> Sometimes I go on Pinterest and I see those exposed rails with like three items on. And I'm like, who lives like that? Some people do. But your book isn't shaming people for not having a Pinterest wardrobe. It's basically just saying, guys, let's all get a bit better at this and we can do it. Let's just like cut out the shit a little bit. Like maybe it's not having three items. Maybe it's not even having 30 items. Maybe you've got like 200 strong in your wardrobe. And maybe you're like, maybe it's a bit too much. Yeah. And that's cool. Totally. That's allowed. So sorry, back to my Brighton-themed question for the opening, because I've worked hard on this. So you left London to come to Brighton, and this is where it all started, right? You yes. were moving house, you had too much stuff, you yeah. were surrounded by all the stuff you'd hoarded over the years. So talk me through that. So I lived in London in, in, a, in a tiny, tiny little flat that was so, 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 so expensive and very, very close to Westfield. Very dangerous. The Shepherd's Bush one? No, the other one on the other side. Okay. Yeah, the Stratford one, um, which was just shopping haven. Um, I'd never lived that close to a shopping centre before. It was very exciting. We went there all the time. And I just ended up with, with a lot of stuff. Um, and when you live in a small flat, you come up with ideas. You've got, you know, your, uh, your ironing board behind your sofa. You've got the vacuum cleaner behind your door, which is all, that's, that's, you know, that's practical. But there was a lot of things I didn't need and... When we moved, we'd never moved before. And I was like, oh, it's cool. Like, I just pack up stuff on the day. Like, how bad can it be? And when we moved, we moved with a transit van. We had no furniture, bear in mind. Just a transit van full of absolute shite. And when we moved into Brighton, I met my neighbour for the first time as I was carrying a box that said, 
old makeup box three old makeup box three like and that and I, that kind of coincided with reading Marie Kondo and I was like oh this is a thing like I've always been very organized I've always been very neat but I perhaps just like let the streamlining thing go mm. a bit too far um so then I got rid of everything and then it went the completely opposite way I was like I haven't got enough clothes to wear like this stinks um so then I found that there was this kind of happy medium and that's where the idea for the book came from of like Maybe it's not that extreme. Maybe it's not on the other side. Maybe it's just somewhere in the middle. That's hilarious because I always think with the Marie Kondo stuff that someone would just take it so far and just be like just in bed with nothing, with no yes. belongings. Like, where are my shoes? Like, you, what have I done? You see those YouTube videos and there's like a thumbnail and it's just like a guy sitting in a room and there's just nothing around him. He's like, my life is a minimalist. Like, in my head, I was like, that, that's what I'm aiming for. That's, I'd gone from wanting every single MAC eyeshadow to like wanting just one. Mm. Like, it, it just it went on the other end of the scale and I mean not to kind of be all worthy about it but there is a sustainable angle to that the fact that you want one nice leather handbag than 50 rubbish handbags like there's something to be said for I mean is that a message of the book or just by accident it's sort of saying guys let's have less stuff it's better for the environment I think it's about having quality over quantity across all things not just your things you're talking about this earlier we we went to the pond and we had had a beer she had a beer. I didn't because I was like, last time I had a cocktail before a podcast or like before one of these things, it all went wrong. So I stuck with the coke. No, I, I think it is about quality over quantity. And I, I say that in the beginning of the book, I've got like a list of my mantras of the book. And that is both in like things and also like the quality of our output of work of all these other different things that we're doing yes, it's across that's work what we were talking about earlier that's what I was trying to get that to that one good blog post is better than 20 clickbait exactly or just you're not feeling good about them I think you want to feel like what you're putting out is quality you want to feel like what you own is quality and I definitely think that sustainability is part of that and we're just at a place where maybe we don't want to go to Primark I mean when I was at uni oh I loved a Primark and I would walk out and it was like I've just bought 20 things for 50 quid and it's like actually they're all falling apart I've never worn any of it. It's still got the tags on. So it's about buying better, buying a bit more sustainable sustainable, and, and hopefully things like lasting a bit longer. Yes. And also not panic buying when you feel like you need to buy something, some you know, a present for Christmas when actually that person probably doesn't need anything. Sometimes it's not you buying all the crap. It's like someone giving you things because it's a sign of love. Do you know what, though? I feel like I've got to a good point with birthdays. Do you know what I ask for? plants Mm. I'd like plants and socks socks I go through socks all the time that's all I want literally my mum got me a pair of like five black socks and a plant and I was like thank you very much mum and the socks must bring you joy they do bring me joy and maybe we should just be a bit more open about like what we want and what we need and it's tricky when we're being given things and I get asked a lot what we should do with like gifts that we've been given that we don't really like and I'm like there's there's nice ways of getting rid of things guys like you don't have to say it Maybe we can just pass it on to someone who might like it. You talk about in the book that you're a Monica. Oh, yeah. Monica from Friends. And you have always been this way. I wondered as well, though, did the book fall into a bit of a trend right now? Because I've noticed, obviously, the Marie Kondo thing we've spoken about, but Mrs. Hinch, anyone follow Mrs. Hinch here? She's the previous podcast episode guest, if you want to go and listen tonight, uh, whilst you hoover your house. But it feels like we are in a time where we are just slightly overloaded by things and that and that can be online as well. Did you feel like this was a good time to release the book? Honestly, when Marie Kondo came out with her like Netflix series in January, I was like, thank you. 
all of these things just sort of started to slot. You know, Mrs. Hinch became like really big. The Marie Kondo documentary came out. My book came out. It was like all of these things all together. And I do think it has been part of this process of just overconsumption in so many different ways. And actually, I think we're all just a bit overloaded and overwhelmed and we all just want to strip that back. So it wasn't on purpose, but I just feel like it all it all slotted in. The universe was doing something like really nice brilliant for book publicity Mm. thank you so much to whoever is like up there you talk a lot in the book as well about digital detoxes so not just getting rid of your stuff offline but also on your desktop and in life and unfollowing things and you know managing that and I wondered I think sometimes that's easier for people when they don't work on the internet like our jobs are being online that can make it harder to switch off what have you learned through your wisdom on how to actually switch off I think I think what really shocked me was when I it came up with the update on my phone when it showed your screen time. You didn't even need to don- download an app. We actually had to change the book because at the time I was using an app called Moment. And then whilst I was writing the book, it just came as an iOS update that like it was there on your home screen. And I think from seeing that number and how high that was I think mine was about six hours a day which is yeah oh my god insert collective gasp like which is that was a little like I heard I heard it and then I called my friend Lily who's also a blogger I was like Lily mine's six hours she was like oh honey mine's 10 I was like oh what what when does she (laughs) sorry Lily to like shame you if you're listening to this podcast later on she's downgraded hers as well she's brought it down a bit and I think it is it's it's so tricky isn't it when it is our jobs and part of what we do is about being online Um, and I think I found that sometimes being online and scrolling is actually quite relaxing for some people like sometimes it's just nice to chill and have a little scroll through Mm -hmm. or watch a YouTube video listen to a podcast it's not necessarily a bad thing but I've just been more mindful about am I picking this up because I'm bored is there something better that I could be doing with my time Um, and kind of trying to think about that a little bit more it's a really Mm. tricky one I'm not sure I've like perfectly found the balance so I think it is a really really hard one um also surrounding yourself by people who just aren't really online people when I'm around my parents bless my mum she sent me her first ever whatsapp today um so that was wonderful I was like oh mum like you whatsapp me thanks that's brilliant but whenever I'm around people I'm quite conscious of like I don't want to be the dick on my phone you know you're like she wasn't she didn't put her phone down I don't want to be that person Mm. so whenever I'm around people I'm like okay now it's my time to put my phone down switch off if I'm around my grandparents bless them like I mean they've only just got an iPad so again I I try when I'm having those moments around others to really switch off put it away there's no need to look at it then that's a really good tip actually just find your friends who hate the internet and then yeah and then hang out with at one with nature with them (laughs) But I downloaded a similar app, but it was, and I don't want to name it because I'm going to slag it off now. Oh, okay. But it's this app, it's very similar. You download it and you see the hours and the minutes you spent on your phone. Mine was similar, like as bad as yours. And what it does is it gives you daily goals. So if you meet them, so it tries to make you cut down to maybe three hours a day. If you meet the goal, it does this like song and it's like, congratulations, like you're amazing. You're such a brilliant human being. You smashed your goal today. And I'm like, amazing (laughs) and that'll be a day where I just haven't gone on my phone much just by coincidence and then if you fail the goal it's like you are wasting your life your neck is gonna be curved when you're 70 and your back will be ruined from your phone (laughs) it does not it's like hate mail (laughs) no it's a troll it's horrible And and then I got so anxious from this from this hate mail that I would then go on my phone more so it's like the spiral of of self-hate 
Don't download it, guys. <laughs> anyway, moving on. That was wonderful. <laughs> so a section of your book as well that I love because it's my favourite topic is talking about money. Oh. Because we just don't, don't talk about money in this country. And in terms of editing your life and streamlining and being better at things, you've made talking about money really fun in the book. And Is I just sexy? wanted, yeah, you're oh, getting brilliant. all the apps and the budgeting and the finance. I'm loving it. But I just wondered how you came about to talk about that and how you grew in confidence yourself. I think, oh my God, budgeting was out of all of the chapters of the book. And it was the second chapter that I wrote as well. So it's still like early days of like getting through the book. I'm like plodding along with my Excel spreadsheet, like 8,000 words, <laughs> my 70,000 deadline. Um, so I was really like plodding through by that point. And I really struggled with that chapter. Like I want to do a post or something about the evolution of that chapter because it started off as a 2,000 word chapter and ended up being a 12,000 word chapter. Wow. So there was so much research. And I feel like budgeting is something that I'm still trying to come to terms with and trying to get my head around. Ultimately, it's not an overnight thing it's like the process that I go through in the book it's sort of a six month slog of like getting there and trying to be realistic about the amounts that we're setting for ourselves because so often we go online and we just plug it in and we're like oh this one just says we'll use oh I'll use that amount there and that amount there and it's not realistic it's nowhere near what we're spending we're going to fail immediately and then probably give up and yeah. um, so I really wanted to make it easy it's, it's a timely process but I wanted to make it ultimately very easy for everyone to follow and do totally. although this is going to sound very sponsored by Monzo but I originally got myself a Monzo card aka last week and it's changed my life you're really late to Monzo Anna I know <laughs> if anyone wants my five pound referral code you just let me know I've been sending it to all my friends no Monzo is great Mark, my husband, has been on at me for about three years about Monzo. He's like, oh, I bet you do this. And there's, oh, it's no fees, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then our friends came down and told us how good it was. And then I signed up and used my friend's referral code instead of Mark. He's still angry about it now. He's like, I've <laughs> literally been telling you. You get five pounds. Oh. And they get five pounds. Everyone gets That's five pretty pounds. pretty good. Brilliant. And he's like, I cannot believe I've been talking to you about this for five years. And now you finally... You didn't even use my bloody five pound referral code. But things like that, there's so many apps and tools out now to help us. So I think make the most of them. Totally. Like give, give these things a go, see what sticks for you. Monzo might not work for everyone, but for me, I'm like already, I was trying mm. to get my dad into it today. Like I'm literally a salesperson. I'm like, look, it categorizes all your spending. For but no, it is, it is amazing too. Because I, I genuinely believe that once you're in control of your finances, you just feel more in control of your life. Like it's just one yeah. of those things that we're not taught at school. No one wants you to know how to make money because all the rich people at the top want to keep it for themselves. <laughs> and I just feel like it's kind of, it is quite empowering. But that's why it's at the beginning of the book. And that's why I wrote it in this order. I was like, okay, let's sit down. Let's sort out our diaries, our schedules, because that's stressing us out. And if you're missing appointments and you can't read your writing in your diary and you're getting that all over the place, that is completely going to mess things up let's sort that out then let's talk about budgeting and try and get finances down because I put those things at the beginning because so often with these books they're very like throw all your stuff away and you'll feel great and it's so much more than that mm. so like let's try and sort out like the real foundations of your life and like the bare bones of everything then you can get to the bin bag bit and then it'll stick and then it'll feel really 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 great when you get to it instead of throwing some things in a bag and then regretting it like a week later. I love that, what you just said about sorting out your real life and not just getting rid of stuff and pretending everything's fine because there's a bit in the book that I love, which I think is so relatable, about streamlining your kind of... <laughs> this sounds harsh, streamlining your friendships. I don't mean 
cut everyone out. She's but, out. <laughs> but, but people in modern life ask you for favors a lot. People mm-hmm. need things from you when maybe you're not feeling good in your own mental health. WhatsApp can be insane. We have so many different inboxes. We have so many friends who need different things. And random people that ask for favors, which I don't like. Ask someone how they are before you're like, hey, can you do this massive favor for me? Um, Read the room, people. (laughs) So there's a really great checklist in the book about how to navigate awkward situations, basically. Basically, how to say no. And that's like a muscle that I'm still trying to strengthen and I'm still trying to flex. Um, I mean, I just went on a Hindu and I hate people being sick. And I ended up in a club in Dublin on Saturday night. I was like, how have I ended up here? But you're so right. I think we're really stressed out. People are asking us from all different angles. And when you're stuck in that situation, it is so hard to say no on the spot sometimes. There is literally a checklist that you can memorize, like a little flow chart. I'm a big fan of flow charts. Quite a few of them in the book. They were so fun to make. I ended up writing, because I'm so old school, writing them out on a piece of paper, taking a photo and inserting that into the book draft. My editor was like, interesting way of doing things. Cool. (laughs) Um, But there is this like little flow chart that you can memorize, go through and work out. If you don't want to do it, quite often you can get out of it or you can at least change it to a situation that feels more comfortable. I'm sure you get it all the time. People are like, oh, can I pick your brains over this, over coffee? And I'm like, hey, you can pop around my house for half an hour. Like, I don't even have to leave. Like, there's ways that you can change situations where you can still give people favors and you can still kind of, you know, do nice things for people, but you don't have to put yourself out so Mm. often. Can be so tricky, can't it? Because we were talking earlier about how are you an introvert? I say I'm, I'm an introvert who like people probably think is more of an extrovert because mm. people are like how can you make YouTube videos? I'm like I'm in a room on my own. <laughs> no one is there. Very easily, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, totally. I mean, I would say I'm introverted in the way that I need energy on my own a lot. Oh, I love being and on my own. Yes. I think that can be confusing for people because they think that you're like super outgoing, and that's true. I am, but not in massive crowds. And I think people can kind of get confused and want more from you than you can actually give but it's hard it's hard to say no isn't it it's so tricky it's so i mean like hello hen party club i thought you were gonna say hello i said yes to this (laughs) (laughs) oh my god can you imagine no this is fun i'm like hey i'm in brighton i could walk to this This yeah anything i can walk to i'll say yes to (laughs) but yeah it is it is really tricky and i do it's getting harder why is it getting harder to say no but then there is something about getting a bit older and kind of knowing yourself a little bit better and being like knowing your boundaries I kind of know now when I'm asked something, like I get a cut feeling. I'm like, when this actually arrives in my diary, am mm. I going to be feeling it or not? And you learn it. It's like a learned behavior, isn't it? And if, I, if I'm not, then there's polite ways of saying no. You don't have to be a dick about it. You can, you can be polite, politely decline. Mm. And oh, no one's going to be offended. No one's like never going to talk to you ever again. Like people understand. It's cool. Yeah, that's what uh, Sarah Knight says, the author of the No Fucks Given Guides. She was saying that actually if someone invites you to their wedding, for example, and you can't go, it's actually kind of a weird arrogance to think that you'll like ruin their lives by not going. Like most people kind of won't They're going to be devastated. It's like actually probably save them like 90 pounds a head for dinner. They're probably like, this is brilliant. Yeah, they're like, I'm trying to lower the numbers anyway. Yeah. And I think that as well, that's a really good tactic. I was always told if something comes into your inbox and it can be like a work thing or a Hindu in Dublin. No, joking. That's one love, of your best friends. You, Let's not you. say that about that. Um, but a Hindu, you know, fr- from someone you don't know very well, either you imagine it's tomorrow And you kind of go through the emotion of like, do I want to go tomorrow? No. Or do I want to go tomorrow? Yeah, kind of. And the other thing, if it's professional, is just ask for loads of money. 
because then if they give it to you, you'll be like, cool, yeah, I'll go. They'll, or they say no. Or they say like, no and you say no. Yeah. You know what? I really like that. That was the thing. I think I write about this in the book, actually. Oh, I don't know. I did write it over a year ago now. I think I said the same thing. Yeah. Is Imagine that event is right now. That hen party is now. That wedding is now. Do you want to go? Because if it's a yes, you're going. That's great. And if you're a little bit like all gut feeling is telling me no, then maybe not yes so I've got a question about something I've been thinking about a lot recently which is you talk about self-care in the book which big fan big fan love self-care but when does self-care become you don't leave the house and you need to see your friends (laughs) I think how far is too far how far is too far I mean there was a point over the Christmas holidays where I was doing a face mask every day probably too far that's probably a bit too much you know what though depends which one it wasn't the peel off one it did feel rather wonderful I was like maybe this is where we're going wrong guys maybe we should should be doing a face mask every single day (laughs) I think you you know you have a gut feeling when it's gone too far like you're bored like we ultimately need stimulation from other people sometimes I'm the same as you I get my energy from being on my own I like being on my own I like a bath I like watching RuPaul's Drag Race on my own like that's fine but you know when you get to that point where you're like oh I've been sitting in my own juices for a bit too long like I've been marinating (laughs) and it's time to get out you need fresh air like even if it is just getting out of the house and you don't need to see anyone I really try hard to get out every single day that's one thing I never did when I was in London um I was staying in a very I was I lived in a very interesting part of London you know people like oh coffee shop culture I'm like there were no coffee shops where I live so I, I didn't have that social kind of life available to me so I would stay in I think one time I stayed in for about four or five days my husband came home and he was like you you need to leave the house like I love you but you need to leave the house (laughs) you know like you know when it's too much and you just need to listen to your gut and be like right okay it's time to plan a coffee with my friends it's time to go out for pizza it's time to just go for a walk round round the block Mm. yeah I, I think ultimately you know yeah you know when you do just just go on just do a little whatsapp Go into one of your groups. It's been, I mean, me and WhatsApp groups, I feel like we're probably the same. Another one started this weekend and you're like, oh God. But they are really handy to catch up with your friends, like arrange something and and see your friends. And that's really interesting because I think there's been a lot written recently, you know, think pieces about how, you know, those memes where it's like a cat with a turban being like (laughs) a night in again or something. Um, Or me, me at home on a Friday. (laughs) that is me but then someone was saying why are we kind of perpetuating this sort of why why are we saying it's okay to cancel on your friends no one wants they want to be flaky and that's what i say in the book i'm like every no one wants to be the flaky friend so just say no initially like don't even get yourself into that situation where you want to be cancelling like no one mm. likes a counselor like don't don't be doing that don't be flaky just say no initially and if you don't want to go out on that friday night because you've had a really busy week then why don't you meet up on Saturday lunchtime or why don't you go out for dinner like a nice dinner on Sunday lunch mm-hmm. or something like it doesn't have to be that day that everyone suggested like try and find a date a time and date that works for everyone and um, but yeah I know what you mean when it's Friday night I'm like oh yeah actually I'd like to be the cat in the turban but also it is self-care to say no immediately because otherwise you're spending a week like la- like making up excuses in your head that's very anxiety inducing to be like who's got the energy <laughs> who has got the energy and I've energy? got to match up all of my my lies like, yeah oh no <laughs> and then yeah. you're like oh god I just Instagram storied like something <laughs> by accident I'm meant to be three different things tonight I feel like Instagram story gets a lot of people out there's friends who are like oh I'm I'm too poor and then you see them out for drinks you're like oi not having that yeah you can have a drink with them (laughs) um so I know that we live in a kind of time of you know three steps to success and 
life hacks to make you rich overnight, you know, all that stuff. And I and obviously your book is 100% not that, but it's very practical. It's, it's full of lists. If you could have a few little things that are very much like quick fixes, like you're having a meltdown and you're like, I need a cup of tea or whatever yeah. the small things are. Are there any hacks that you, you genuinely believe in? Like a, like a really small tip Like from a the really book. small thing when you're just having a terrible day. Oh, when you're having a terrible day. Not necessarily like, this isn't necessarily a cure for a terrible day. I mean, I'm a big fan of a bath. But I think if you're going to start somewhere with decluttering, maybe if, you, if you're a bit stressed and you're like, oh, overwhelmed, like, where can I start? I feel really like, I just, I just don't know where to begin. Um, I would always say your shit drawer. You've got mm. one. Everyone's got one. It's normally in your kitchen. Yes. And it's full of like takeaway menus and like half used birthday candles, like Ikea Allen keys. Everyone's got drawing pins in them for some reason. Like everyone's got the Ikea screwdriver set with the orange, the yeah. orange back, like in the lid, you know the one. Um, I feel like that is such a good place to start. If people are really struggling with the book and they're like, I just don't, I've, I've tried the Marie Kondo, I've tried this, I've tried that, nothing is sticking. If you sort out your shit drawer, you will feel better, mm. fact. And it will get you kind of going with this whole organization malarkey. Start with something small. I feel like people get into these books, get into this idea of having this big streamlining moment and go for their wardrobe, which is like huge, or like their clothing, which is in four different rooms. Like, don't start with those. That's very stressful. You'll be there for like a whole weekend. <laughs> like, start small. Start with getting all your, um, like, your empty shampoo bottles out from around your shower. You know, start with something small and, and then yes. work up to those big and things. And that's really, I think, a, you know, a symbol of life as in that sounds weird and deep i mean um i once read that if you're really feeling really bad make your bed and then you've accomplished something and then from there the, the day can only go up yeah because starting really really small and this is my whole thing with my side hustle malarkey is people always say how do i start a side project or whatever and i always say just start super small like lay that very first tiny little seed like Don't set up an email address or something yeah like yeah. a really tiny thing and then you can build on that and the, the book is set up in this way where you start I think I suggested your bathroom start with something small yeah getting rid of like your disuse you know things you don't use the shaver heads that have like started to go down the plug hole already you know just just tidying up those small little things then work up to the big big things because if you try to do that first you're only going to end up just sitting there on a Saturday night with all your clothes around you like what what have I done <laughs> where do I go from here <laughs> crying into your bin bag yeah um so you did a bit a book tour and you yes. did like 15 different dates and you went all over the country spreading your message what kind of was the biggest response you got like what were people saying to you in terms of what they were going through oh my god people always just want to know about Mark People are like, is Mark, is Mark organized? Is Mark as tidy as you are? Um, spoiler, yes, he is. I can't go near the dishwasher. He's not on Instagram, is he? But he's on oh, your he's got Instagram. Instagram. Oh, okay. Uh, at Marco Newton, if you're interested. But no, he's not an, he's not an Instagrammer. He, he works in project management down the road, actually. Very interesting. There you go, fun fact. Um, yeah, so he's like not really part of like what I do, but people are always intrigued by like, I, <laughs> one lady was like, I have a very messy husband, like, help me. <laughs> it's like, I don't, I'm sorry. Mark is very particular with things. So I feel like we work together as a team. People are always interested to know if I'm like a direct descendant of tidy people as well. Like, is it just in my genes? And I'm like, mm. if you met my mom and dad, yes, right. yes. Yeah, although my mom is quite a hoarder. Like, she would own about 65 vases if she could fit them all in her house. Like, we've all got our things. I've got lipstick, she's got vases. Um, I think people also... 
the budgeting like really hits home with people they're like that has been really helpful and and it is a really big part of an edited life and it is a really big part of being a bit more streamlined because ultimately the book is about editing streamlining cutting things down across your work life and home so that you can have more time to do fun things so you're not sitting there on a Friday night like being like oh my god I've got no money why is that like trying to work out your finances it's like you won't be in that situation again if you have a budget and you've sorted that out so I was so 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 happy that people have been putting that chapter into practice and like really getting to grips with that that was awesome oh that's really interesting I think the relationship thing is really common I think people want to know because I think for a lot of people a lot of relationships that the one thing they argue about can be tidiness you're probably saving some some marriages out there oh oh right okay yeah I'll take that I, I think so I think Mrs Hinch's as well oh yeah definitely definitely everyone's got the, what's what's it called mink the minky the minky yeah yeah, minky. yeah yeah oh well thank you so much for coming down the road yeah. <laughs> thanks for having <laughs> to speak me. to me I was gonna be like coming out here tonight um and thank you all for coming because it's a Monday night appreciate um, so we appreciate you thanks thank for coming you. everyone thank you